Jacob, you know what's crazy? What's crazy? On the day of this recording, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has turned 75 years old. No way. He is uh, three-fourths of a century old. Yeah, that's crazy. And he still looks like a, he still has the body of like a 20-year-old, bro. Like, we're fully ripped. That's all the roids, Jacob. He's taking roids, bro, 100%. Did you see that video like a few years ago where like someone like jump kicks him no, and like that. he doesn't move like he just stays in the oh place. yes yeah 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 that's yeah wild, man wild bro that was like two years ago no that man has an insane physique for yeah, his uh for sure for sure for being in his 70s and chris pratt's his son-in-law now which is oh crazy. yeah 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 officially well yeah for a couple years now oh wow, i did not know that okay it's awesome good for him i don't know it was a random no i know tidbit um, I don't even know how to open these successfully anymore, Jacob. It it's so hard. Good. Just start the music. <laughs> Future me. Hello and welcome to Pop Culture Quintessentials with Cubed. I am Ruben Kiros. I am one third of Cubed, and I am being joined by Jacob Kiros, another third of Cubed. And JQ was supposed to be here. I don't know if he's going to show up. He's too busy uh, being the prime minister of the UK right now, apparently. Yeah. Um, can't carve enough time out for us. I guess so. You know? Yeah, priorities. I guess priorities, right? Yeah, the entire uh, freaking citizenry of the UK is depending yeah. on Jonathan. It's important to, uh, you know, keep charge of those individuals, bro, so they don't get too rowdy. I mean, the British are going to be rowdy anyway. <laughs> I guess so. And I can say that full well, knowing that we have friends that are British, at least awesome. partially. Yeah. Directed at you, James, if you're listening. D- directly, direct, directly at James. Directly at James. He's probably not listening. He's not listening. No. He but it's fine. to do. Then listen time. to us. Yeah. Freaking just talk nonsense for another hour. Exactly. Well... We had to record an episode because Comic Con was last week and a lot of stuff dropped, a lot of interesting Absolutely. tidbits. Absolutely. So many interesting things to talk about this podcast episode. But before we get into Comic Con and all the happenings, we're going to give our quick review of Minions The Rise, Rise of, of Gru. Where are my gentle minions at? <laughs> Where are them? Uh, Where are they at? No, Jacob Stand did not up. wear a suit. Stand I wish up. Jacob would have worn a suit. Yeah, I know a few people who went to the uh, theaters, brought bananas, snuck in champagne. Did they throw stuff at the screen? I don't know like if they dicks? threw. <laughs> I don't know if they because they know the that screen. they started banning kids from theaters because they, they started they damaging the screens did. with they, bananas. They do the the throwing of the bananas and maybe the opening of the champagne in the theater. They probably did all that. That was them. So. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But it was a great movie, I gotta say. Amazing movie. I mean, it's phenomenal, dude. Like, it makes sense that they do, did all that, you know what I mean? Uh, movies, movies good. Movies good. Movies okay. It's okay. It's good. It's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It was really interesting. Uh, yeah. They were able to captivate my interest after that first Minion movie that was... Uh, to, to put it gently, uh, bad. It was, yeah, it was, it was yeah. pretty bad. It was um, bad. And I think what I realized watching this one is, oh, you need the central character of Gru in 100%. these movies. No one cares about those small yellow minions. 
Seriously. I mean, oh, sorry, sorry. Gentle minions. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. People care about the minions, but it's usually just moms well, on just Facebook. Well, just for like, what? Marketing and moms shit? Moms on now? Facebook. Toys? Um, the memes, the, the memes the some memes. Uh, old people oh, make yes. online, Jay, yeah. with the like minions. 40-year-old, 50-year-old moms still making like little gifs. I always remember this friends. one Facebook post I saw so that's stupid. the minion like against the white background. I think it was like promotional material for the first movie, but they made him kneel. And then it, it was like every knee shall bow. It was just a minion kneeling and praying. What? It's weird. That's. I'm not making this up. I don't think weird. I'd be able to find it again because it's randomly you, I on hope Facebook. I can't find that again. Seriously, that deserves to like be burnt. I, I don't <laughs> think that needs to be in existence, and I don't think anyone needs to acknowledge its existence. So, yes. That's horrible, though. I'm seriously. That's that's about that's... as bad as that church that like. Uh, does productions of like what the oh yeah Pop of Christ. oh my god yeah. on Easter on Easter yeah yeah you know what I mean it's a Canadian church yeah. that does that the Pirate of the Caribbean themed uh, Jesus crucifixion and Marvel uh, uh, themed Jesus crucifixion it's great they have variety there a lot of variety hey, what's this church called hold on um because yeah. I need a Freaking leader audience to this. <laughs> this is important. It's very important for your own personal research. Yeah. Uh, come on, come on. Oh, they also did Joy Story what? a couple years back. Oh yeah, you heard me. no! It was a Toy Story. Oh, um, I forgot about that one. Yeah, no, I haven't cackled that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, the Church of the Rock. Oh. Is the name of this church. Wow. That's hardcore, dude. The Rock. Uh, like Dwayne? Yeah, like I'm Dwayne. Kidding, not like Dwayne. I understand what they're The freaking pastor is, I think, named Mark Hughes. Yeah. Looks like. Listen to this quote. Hold on. We're getting really off track now. No, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, the Church of Rock has just updated Easter using the language a contemporary audience understands hit movies. Um, as Huge wrote in a podcast, or sorry, in a blog post to Bleeding Cool, in Wrath of Khan, it was Captain Kirk who died and rose again. The next year it was Captain Jack Sparrow and Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, no, no, sorry, Pirates of the uh, Galilean. Oh, I uh, appeared no. as the villain Captain uh, Barabbas mm. instead of Barbosa. Last mm. year it was Wesley from the Prince's Bride of Christ. I did a cameo as Miracle Max, and if you're watching on television this Easter Sunday, you'll catch a snippet of our performance doing the memorable He's Only Mostly Dead scene. One year, I did my best impression of Michael Jackson in Robin of the Hood. Jeez. Oh, my God. That one's that last one's just insensitive. Yeah. But, yeah, if you want to look it up, it, look up Avengers Easter Sunday uh, service like you'll, you'll see loki crucify iron man that was and just get a bad, kick out of that dude. i mean if phase six adds that movie stop the crucifixion of iron man oh my god i am completely on board no i'm not what is what is this bro are you kidding me all those actual good announcements that you know like last week and you want to we want them to announce jesus crucifixion but with tony stark in in, in his stead yeah that's horrible Okay, but back to the minion movie. Blasphemous. All right. Bar- Barabbasimus. 
Mm, no, that was bad. That was, right, that was, that was horrible. Um, so back to the Minion movie. Um, you know, it was a it was an enjoyable 90 minutes. There were some stupid things in it. Like the Minions learn Kung Fu for like 10 minutes. Yeah, that's that's the worst um, From Michelle the Yeoh. The worst stretch is them alone. It felt like the first Minion movie. It did feel like exactly you know I mean? like the exactly first Minion Exactly like movie. that shit. They kidnapped Gru. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you want to watch this movie, I don't know if you really care. I mean, Gru's still alive like 20 years later. So, I mean, this is a prequel. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, the story really doesn't matter. Beautiful, Jacob. Uh-huh. Anyway, let me continue my uh, my tangent here. Yeah, yeah, you go for um, it. So, yeah, the Minions uh, learn how to... Uh, Fight in the style of Kung Fu. To save the kidnapped Gru. To save the kidnapped Gru. But to get there, they flew a plane. Alright? Pre-9-11. They dressed up as the pilot and... Uh, what, what are the, the people who walk around? The stewardess. The stewardess, yes, yes. They hide, The minions hijack a plane. In they this. literally hijack a plane. They don't know how to fly this thing. And somehow, miraculously, they land it. After they get it in the air, which is crazy. I mean, the fact that they got it in the air is like one thing, but I mean, all of this is just like plot armor. They have plot armor, so. <laughs> Look, overall, there's enough laughs in here for adults as well. I think so. I think so. Like, I mean, kids like, are obviously going to get the yeah. best kick out of it, but it's still Steve Carell playing Drew, yeah. which is always hilarious. Yeah. Um, there isn't much to say about the movie itself. I mean, I'm just astounded by what our society will mean. Like, we had Morbius memes yeah. until Sony killed those themselves by trying to embrace the meme whenever a studio does that. And then you had the Minions where all these little kids who grew up with this movie just dressed up and showed up to watch it. Yeah. Which I found hilarious. Yeah, and it's, it's why the movie did well at the box office. All these guys in suits, gals, guys and gals in suits... And dress is just showing up to watch uh, Minions: The Rise of Gru. Respect, absolute respect to my boys, because I am a part of the Gentle Minions. Loud and proud, I, Loud I declare pr- that. <laughs> you can, you know what? Just wait for the sequel. The sequel to which to which one? To which actually that next one's Despicable Me Four. Okay, so yeah. that sequel. Awesome. I don't think there'll be Gentle Minions for that, but maybe. Dang, uh, maybe. What what? Put on your Groo suit. Maybe they'll be Groo's. The Groo crew. The, the Groovin' crew. Groovin' crew. The Groovin' crew. The Groovin' crew, baby. That's, that's I coined uh, it. I coined it. So when it's used, come back here. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but I give Minions Rise of Groo a 6 out of 10. I gave it a 5. Yeah, 5 out of 10. Okay. Um... Now on to uh, the news of the uh, of the past week. Like I said, Comic Con happened. Um, first thing to talk about. Um, where should we start? The DC. Let's start with the DC stuff because that was like the. It was good, but like the least exciting stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> so uh, they released uh, a Shazam. Uh, the Fury of the Gods trailer. So the sequel to the first Shazam. Um, this Shazam movie is opening against Avatar 2. Which is yeah. wild because the first one they uh, also sent against a box office juggernaut. Where it opened a couple weeks before Avengers Endgame. No. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess the Shazam movies are just going to 
try to suffer around whatever else is coming out, whatever Jeez. big, big movie's coming out. But watching the trailer, I actually found it interesting. It looks um, interesting, yeah. It looks pretty good. They upped the budget on this thing for sure. For sure. More Digimon Hanzu! Yeah, let's which go. Is, I don't get it because he died in the first one, yeah. spoiler alert, but uh, it he looks comes like he back. had... He comes back, and it looks like he has a big role in this one. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, Zachary Levi. I mean... Of course. Of course. Dolan always Zachary making me, Levi. Always making me laugh. Simpson thinks. Always making me laugh. He's hilarious, yeah. Yeah. And I don't, you have, like, Helen Mirren as one of the villains. He, Lucy Liu is the other villain. I mean, I think they have a potential big winner here. Yeah. I mean, I like the first Shazam a lot. I like... Uh, Especially, like, the emotional part of it. Like, how it's about, you know, trying to find a family mm-hmm. with someone else instead of trying to just chase uh, the family you lost or you can't have. Just trying to find a family wherever you are with whoever's around you. I like that message yeah. in the first one. And I think, like, as opposed to the other DC EU movies, like, you find a right, a right balance like between gritty and dark and, like, lighthearted and comedical, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was, like, the, the big thing with that movie. And plus, like, they weren't trying to build up to something, necessarily. This is, like, a standalone movie, it felt like, when it came out. Just, yeah. like, the original Shazam. So, like, I don't know. I really like that aspect of it, because, like, we were just getting inundated with all these Marvel products that were yeah. building up to, like, Endgame, exactly. So, like, it was kind of a nice breath of fresh air, when it came out, I think, you know. Well, it's like an old-style family-type movie, yeah. I guess. John Hughesian a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Not as much as Spider-Man Homecoming, but you still feel those vibes, like an 80s, 90s mm-hmm. uh, kids movie. Um, really entertaining. I mean, just the concept of Shazam in general is really interesting. A teenager who can turn into this adult, but he still acts like a kid. Yeah. Slash teenager. Which, I don't know, hijinks ensue. Kids are growing up. Uh, the kids looked a lot older in this trailer. So I'm curious. Maybe they squeeze in a third one and that's it. But I don't know how much you can do with this group of kids. How much more. They're For getting sure. pretty old. This is a Stranger Things kids phenomenon. Where the kids are just growing up super, super quick. That's just how it goes, I yes, guess. That's how it goes, yes. How it be. Um, but yeah, trailer was super exciting. Um, comes out December um yeah no i'm interested um i will probably be watching this before avatar 2 because a avatar 2 will be full as hell probably and b screw james cameron right for jonathan for jonathan's sake prime minister of the uk baby (laughs) we have to honor his wishes i guess so yeah speak on his behalf you know what i'm saying and also to reassure our podcasting audience, yes, I will be forcing Jonathan to watch Avatar 2 just so I Absolutely. can get his rant on this podcast for posterity and for fun. It will be a good movie with great effects and an actual plot, Jonathan. I mark my words. Oh, damn. <laughs> July, <laughs> what is it, thir- the 31st already? Yeah, it's July 31st. July 31st, 2022, I'm saying it right now. It's going to be a You're good calling movie. it's going to be a good movie? And it's going to have an actual plot. All right, I That's will... memorable. All right, I will clip this. <laughs> and then uh, we'll you see. Can, we'll see it will either be incriminating and uh, people will make a fool of me, 
or people will say, "Wow, what a profit!" Yeah, you have some, you have some foresight. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. All right. Uh, <laughs> also at the DC panel, you had a uh, black <laughs> black Adam. Black Adam panel. Um, you had Dwayne The Rock Johnson come out in his full Black Dressed Adam up. regalia and just exactly. freaking hype up the crowd and freaking on a platform on a platform above with like the crowd. Lightning effects or whatever on like this projector screen type. It thing. looked pretty cool. It looked, it looked cool. It probably it probably would have looked better in person. Yeah, no, it the looked, video doesn't do it justice. No, it does not do it justice. Because it's like like a smoke a, a fog machine off to the side. Just want like like a group like two or three. On like the, the left side of the stage, and lights, like... yeah, yeah, and then the lights, boop, 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 strobe lights, or whatever, and then him just floating on this platform. <laughs> but it's crazy. We're about to get the Black Adam movie that's been promised for over a decade. Yeah, weirdly, because Dwayne the Rock Johnson got casted as Black Adam by WB in like 2007. So before weird Iron Why Man it... One came out, and now <laughs> why was that like one of their first casting choices, like? There was no Black DCEU Adam. when that happened. Black Adam, Dwayne Johnson. Someone, someone saw Scorpion King and was like, okay. that man will make a good uh, Black. Black Adam. Ruler of Kandak, you know? Mm -hmm. Just the Scorpion King. That's, exa course, that's probably exactly yeah. what happened. Um, but luckily, the effects to this one look better than the effects of the Scorpion King. 100%. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, that's not even hard. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a pretty low bar. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not giving this movie much of a challenge, am I? No. Um, no, the movie looks pretty good. Um, the effects look insanely like good. Um, I don't know. This one feels like it could go either way. Like, some of the trailer stuff, it's like, okay, this could be a great movie, or maybe uh, this could be a bad movie with great parts. I don't think it's going to be necessarily a bad movie. I think it might be just mediocre. It's my, like generic? Yeah, generic type movie. It could be generic. I mean, there is that shot with Black Adam and the two jets. Which is kind of, which, which is looks cool. like, I, it looks cool, but it literally yeah. looks like what they did in Iron Man. Iron Man, one. yeah. Iron Man 1. Like, okay. <laughs> I know it's been 13 years and like they're going to be like, oh, look, let's do this again. There will be little kids in the audience who hadn't seen that before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm but I know. Do you think they had that scene in mind when they casted Dwayne the Rock Johnson? That would be pretty ago? funny, but I haven't. I don't think so. Because <laughs> the same year, right? Same year as Iron Man. Same year they were filming Iron Man, I think. Mm. I think it was 2007. That's suspect. Um, I'm most excited to see Pierce Brosnan as Doctor yes. Fate. Doctor Fate. Dude, that suit looks AKA dope, DC's uh, sorcerer, magician, yeah. mystic artist. You know, like I'm happy to see Doctor Fate, and then also it looks like Hawkman, like in the movie, right? Yeah. Because I saw there was like one shot at the end of the trailer that they released like a week ago, with Hawkman like going towards uh, Black Adam, like almost like trying to you know obviously like the generic, uh, like hero fighting villain type thing or like anti-hero because I feel like Black Adam will be more of an anti-hero type character, so. Yeah, but that was it. Was a cool shot. I, I think like the the costumes like in all these superhero movies are just like it just surprised me how they continue getting better. They have found a way to make costumes that are comic accurate but still work on screen. Yeah, I don't know. How. I don't know how they've gotten better. It's insane. And I think it's probably just repetition and practice at yeah. this point because it's like getting Jesus, the texture so right or something like that or like the color. I don't know. 
I don't like on the costumes. I don't. I don't know what it is. Like they just pick the right shade and shit. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, they're not always one hundred percent comic accurate, but like yeah. I said, they're always pretty good. Yeah. Uh, not much to talk about with that footage. That footage was like a minute. There's not much new stuff. Again, I color me intrigued. Um, to watch Black Adam, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Those are like only three shots that stood out to me, and I, I already mentioned. Well, we already mentioned the first two: the one with the planes, the one with Hawkman, like barging toward Black Adam, and then there was a shot where like three Doctor Fates. Oh yeah, around, they all grab Black all Adam. grabbing Black Adam while he's like shooting a lightning bolt or something like that. They got Doctor Strange vibes from that. Doctor yeah. Strange v Thanos. That was when awesome. Doctor Strange that was cool. multiplied into like fifty Doctor Strange and yeah. like freaking. Whipped like so, there would be cool shots in the movie for sure. Like if anything else, if if nothing else, there will be cool shots. If nothing else, I think the movie will be entertaining yeah. for sure. I just am curious if they're going to be able to make something good, but we'll see. We'll see. DC's already uh, hit a couple home runs this year with Peacemaker and the Batman. So yeah, really good stuff. We'll see if their uh, winning streak continues. Yeah. No announcements, other announcements from DC though. That was it for their panel. A lot of people were expecting Henry Cavill to show up as Superman during the panel and, like, confirm that he was coming back. That never happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there some other thing, like, later in the year? Well, they they did fandom the last two years, but it doesn't sound like they're doing it again because they haven't announced it yet. That was, like, that virtual convention that they did. Mm -hmm. Um, Was it always virtual or was it just virtual because of the pandemic? No, they just started that during the pandemic. Okay. And they only they did it twice. I don't know if they're gonna do it a third time. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's it. They don't have anything else. So there here. wasn't a fandom like before the pandemic at all. No, fandom came out during the pandemic. Okay. Um. And let's see. Next year they have Aquaman two as well. The Flash. Um, I don't think they wanted to market those for obvious reasons. You have Amber Heard in the Aquaman movie, and you have. Ezra Miller and all their problems. Jeez Louise. Um, but, oh, this is also interesting and got announced. Not at the convention, not during the panel, but came out a couple days ago. Um, apparently Ben Affleck's Batman is going to be in Aquaman too, Jacob. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did not know that. Um, so basically what happened is a studio tour on the Warner Brothers lot was driving around backstage and no they saw way. Ben Affleck and Jason Momoa together and then Jason Momoa was like well secrets out and then they just posted it and confirmed it and that was that so that was an accident like complete accident imagine being on that tour bus and seeing that both of those actors like literally like high caliber actors and stuff like that's crazy to me anyway like getting that chance to see that ben affleck is a great batman yeah but uh, like i've told you i don't like what they've done with some of the characterization in the snyder movies um but i i still think he can play the role solidly but i think this is mainly because so aquaman originally was going to come out after the flash mm-hmm. so the flash was going to come out first and the rumor for the flash is that what happens is Michael Keaton's Batman replaces Ben Affleck's Batman uh, through that the plot of that movie. Because what happens in The Flash, basically, it's a new universe is set up. 
So Michael Keaton's Batman becomes the main Batman of the main DC universe. And what I apparently heard um, through rumors, um, mainly on Reddit, I think, um, is what's going to happen is uh, Michael Keaton was going to show up. Well, he's going to show up in Batgirl as that Batman. Yeah. And then he filmed like a post credit scene or like one or two scenes as Batman for the Aquaman movie. But since Aquaman is now coming out before The Flash, those scenes will make no sense. So they had to reshoot them. And they, like, reached out to Ben Affleck, and Ben Affleck did it. Ah, uh, that's weird. Why are they replacing Ben Affleck Batman with Michael Keaton Batman? Because Ben Affleck doesn't want to do, didn't want to do it anymore. Seems like he's more like, up to game for it now, and I think that's mainly because his own life is in a much better yeah, place now. for sure. Got married to J-Lo. Yeah. He's off the substances, as we know, for now. Hopefully it stays that way. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they'll change uh, the ending of that Flash movie because of that. Um, but then again, they can't really change because if they promise Michael Keaton shit and then they don't give him that role, then like Michael Keaton will be pissed, maybe yeah. go scorched earth. They don't want to piss him off because he was one of the cornerstones of the DC uh, movie universe because he did Batman in the 80s. I mean, who knows? Who knows, man? It's definitely a weird choice, I feel like. Anyway. Yeah, and the worst part for them is this movie, The Flash, that's supposed to reset their universe has a problematic actor at the forefront of it, exactly. which, I mean, we'll probably save that for another day. I mean, we can get into that with Jonathan probably, because I know he'd have a lot to say about that. Uh, but yeah, that's the DC news. Um, Super Pets also came out this weekend. Did not do that well at the box office, apparently. Didn't. No, we did not. Um I've not watched that yet. Probably will. I'm kind of curious about it's it. It's kind of sad, though. I mean, I love that Kevin Hart, The Rock combo. I've always, like, I've said it off camera, some, like, so so many times, but, like, yeah. I guess off mic rather than off camera. Off the mic. Off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Okay, next up, before we get into the Marvel panel and all the juiciness that they talked about confirmed in that. Yeah. Um. There was also news uh, from Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, oh, yeah. So they started Avatar Studios a couple years back for Paramount Plus, basically, so they could make new content for it. And with that announcement, they announced there were going to be a couple theatrical films, I think three in total, um, that were animated for Avatar with the original creators of Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra on as executive producers. Mm. Um well, the first one of those projects, they finally confirmed what it was about. Um, it is going to be about Avatar Aang and the gang. Um, the original. The original. Yeah. Um, there are rumors online. This is not confirmed by uh, Paramount. They announced that movie is about them, but it's not confirmed. But the rumor is it's going to be about them as adults. Dope. And it, the other rumor is it's supposed to come out in 2024. So two years from now. Dang it. Oh. That's soon, though. It's, it's awesome that they're, like, making something. You know what I mean? With the characters. Like, it didn't just, like... I mean, obviously, like, I, I think they'll leave it in a good... Like, they have a good ending for the show and stuff like that. But it's cool, like, to see that... Them as adults and stuff like that. And, like, that in-between, like, Korra and uh, Last Airbender. So... Now, Avatar The Last Airbender is one of the best shows ever made, in my opinion. Mm. Um, the characterizations are on point. The character arcs... Some of the best you'll ever see. It's like 
stereotypical character arcs, hero's journey stuff, but it really works here because of the blend of humor and drama and remaining true to the characters beginning to end. I am worried they could screw it up, uh, potentially. I don't think they will, but like, there's always that potential when you're bringing something beloved back yeah. that you could screw it up. I mean, look at this summer, for example. There was Jurassic World Dominion. Now, while the first one I will always love 100%, they dragged out the old characters and brought them into this new movie and just made an ass movie with the locust shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... I don't think that'll be the case with this. I'm optimistic. The original creators are, are there. Yeah. Um... As long as they're they taking don't their time with it, creative differences or something like that, with like because there was a live action show coming out. Right? There is still a live there's action shows. show coming out. The creators, the original creators, were on board as executive producers of that, but there were creative differences and they left. Yeah, exactly. I hope nothing like that happens. I am worried that Netflix show. I'm not even excited for it. I am expecting another Shyamalan type thing. Yeah. It probably won't be as bad as the Shyamalan movie. They'll probably say Ang's name right instead of saying Ong. Yeah. Um, for example. But <laughs> I'm not expecting it to be good. Uh, I think... Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. I think they made Sokka the younger sibling. It was something weird they did. I remember with like the ages of the kids. Yeah, for yeah, that yeah, show. yeah. Um, Hold on. Talk yep. while I look this up. I mean, you don't have to necessarily look it up. Well, I mean, sure, I'm looking it up. I'm pretty sure you said that they made... Um... Yeah, uh, what's what's her name again? But like Katara. Katara, yeah, they made her the old, like the older sibling, um, and it made the it made the relationship that she and uh, Aang have very weird since there's like a bigger age gap and stuff like that. So, yee, yee, exactly. But yeah. I still have not watched uh, The Legend of Korra fully. I know there's four seasons. You haven't? No. Uh, did, you, did you finish watching it? I have not. Um, first season was all right. We started the second season yeah. and it didn't grip me and I, then I dropped it. Yeah. I would probably give it a chance because one of the other movies that's rumored is a Korra movie. That's not confirmed. Okay. And then I think the third movie that's rumored, again, not confirmed. The is only it... one that was confirmed was the Aang one. Uh, the third one is rumored to be about Avatar Kyoshi, so the Earthbender that came before Avatar Roku in the cycle of Avatars. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a couple episodes in the original Avatar series that focus on her. Um, there's graphic novels as well I haven't read. I hear they're good. Maybe I should. Um, honestly, yeah, it's that first show that really made me love this franchise. <laughs> We watched that during lockdown in 2020. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not like I grew up with Avatar The Last Airbender. But just because of the period of time we watched it and it became one of my beloved comfort things. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, well, the world sucks right now. There's a raging pandemic outside. But I at least have this great show. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it was nice to look forward to. Like... It was a nice thing to look forward to while stuck in the house. So it will always be with me because of that yeah. like i know a lot of other people who like loved it as kids and that's going to be a completely different relationship they have with it because i think there was a lot of people in our situation though like who watched the show during the pandemic i think or... there were, yeah there was a lot of people who picked up shows during the pandemic yeah. but uh like i said excited for this but cautiously i'm cautiously optimistic about it um 
I was not gonna. I was about to say cautiously pessimistic, but I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense. No, I'm optimistic about it. I, I think they'll do a good job with it. Yeah. Um, but I'm cautious about it because, like I've always said, there's room to screw up. Yeah. And if not, you could always just ignore it if it's a bad product. So. Exactly. People don't get that. Yeah. They don't get that. Yeah. It's the same way. Like, like for example, I ignore Paul Blart Mall Cop too, because that mm-hmm. one's ass, and the first one's it's a guilty pleasure bad. of mine. A horrible movie. <laughs> No, the the first one isn't that. The first it's one's a like a guilty pleasure. pleasure. It's not a like good movie, said. but that first second one is uh is god awful. Yeah, there are good moments though in the first one. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Well, just like funny moments and stuff like that. You know, it's, I don't know. It's a diehard in a mall, Jacob. Yep. Yep. Entertaining as hell though. Very entertaining. They should have kept with that trope and like made it. Uh, like the sequel should have been about Die Hard Two, you know what I'm saying? So what did they use instead of an airport for Paul Blart Two? I don't, I don't know. Not a mall. Uh, <laughs> this is not important. No, this is this is critical, Jay. I need to figure out because the second one it was actually set at a like mall cop convention, if you remember that. Yeah. Um, what could they have done? Don't. You know, you know what they could have done. What could they have you could have set it at a strip mall, mm. or an outdoor mall, or an outlet mall. Like Paul Blarda falls down in life and ends up at an outlet mall. Yeah, maybe. Would that be falling down though? I don't know. Is falling is outlet mall below a uh, regular mall in I the hierarchy know. of malls? I don't. I don't know in this hierarchy of malls. <laughs> I'm asking of... for your perspective here, Ruben. I'm not the expert. <laughs> Where would know. you place an outlet mall? In the higher tier malls, I'd probably look. Look, I I put an outdoor mall, but down at the bottom because it's, like it's not second. really a mall. It's like a close. Like second. yeah, they're, they're a lot closer than you're yeah. making them to be. Like making them out to what be. an outlet mall is. Yeah. Yeah. So? No. No. It's good for the consumer because you get cheap shit the company doesn't want anymore. You know, and they're yeah. trying to uh, pawn off and force you to buy for the cheap so they can clear their stock. It's good. Um, yay, capitalism. That's awesome. Um, so just for that reason, yeah, right below, right below regular, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. right below regular, like, like really close. I, I'm doing stuff with my hands and no one's going to be able to see, but no I, I'd, I'd, say, see I'd say probably like a, yeah. like a, like a, like an inch, mm, inch away from mm, each other. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, it's a <laughs> unit that's not used for that, but yeah, it's a unit for distance and stuff like that, but yeah, I guess it doesn't mean anything when you... <laughs> <laughs> when you're ranking something. Thank you, Jacob. You're welcome. Appreciate you. Um, <laughs> all right. And now to the main event, uh, the Marvel panel, which was insane for the 90 minutes. Of course. That were up. When Marvel goes to Comic-Con, they always go all out. Last time was 2019. Three years ago, they announced Mahershala Ali's Blade at the end of that panel. Uh, confirmed the Fantastic Four was coming. Um... Yeah, and then before that, they've they've brought out Brie Larson at the end of a panel before. Like, they've done crazy stuff. Um, they didn't have any casting announcements at this one. I'm expecting that at D23 in September, and we'll talk about that when it happens, because that's probably going to be all the juicy stuff, because I fully expect the cast of the Fantastic Four to be announced at D23. Yeah. Fingers crossed for John Krasinski, but if not, I mean... I think it's going to be him. I think it's going to be him. It's got to like why would they put him in the uh, in the Doctor Strange movie otherwise? But uh, the big surprise here was so Marvel 
went back over phase four. Kevin went back over phase four and then confirmed uh, that the last two projects in phase four are She-Hulk and then Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Mm -hmm. um, we can get into the trailers now for those two before going over the rest of the slate. But um, let's go She-Hulk trailer. So that was like the first thing that they showed at the panel, yep. like that presentation um, was She-Hulk. And they released that trailer for the public. Um, much better than the first trailer. I know I bashed the first trailer on this podcast. Yeah, I um, mean, rightfully so. It looked bad. I mean, yeah. It the, looked bad. It dude. looked I, bad. I, I mean, the effects look a lot better here. Thank God. They were like, I mean, this is a deeper conversation, but like the VFX industry in Marvel, there's been some news that's come out about that. And we can talk about that in more detail. In yeah. regards to basically people saying that they're overworked by the Marvel system and now there's more Marvel stuff. and All like, animators and like VFX artists and all this it's stuff. It's because VFX artists don't have a union like the rest of the film industry. Why is, why is that? I don't know why it is. That's, I don't know But it's that. messed up so they can get exploited and overworked. Um, so basically how the VFX industry works, because I've done some research about mm. this and this is a little off topic but I'm going to go over it because I think yeah, you'd fine. find this yeah, interesting. So basically what it is, is uh, so each individual uh, VFX studio, so let's say ILM, Weta, but those are bigger ones, but yeah. it'd probably be like small, smaller ones, like, I don't know, can't think of a small VFX studio, but yeah, um, basically they're all each of them uh, work as contractors, basically. So the studio will reach out to all the VFX houses and say, okay, we're, we need uh, VFX for this project. Um, and we need these particular shots. Yeah. Um, if we hired your studio, how much would it be? How long would it take, basically? And then they start bidding against each other uh, to get these jobs. Oh and God. what happens sometimes as well is they will bid something that they know is unrealistic just so they can get the job and keep the doors open, so Jeez. to speak. So, for example, they'll say... Well, they don't ever lie about hours uh, because that will obviously piss off Marvel or whatever other studio. Um, what else? Um, let's like Stranger Things or whatever. It's going to be Netflix or Sony, yeah. Universal, whoever the studio is. It'll piss them off because um, this is an industry-wide thing. But what what they will do is sometimes they will bid a price that they know is below uh, profit just to get those jobs so they'll lose out on money wow just to get those jobs and keep the doors open um and then so that's going on so it's not a money-making business either and then for the workers themselves once those shots are accepted um they have to be done in that time frame mm -hmm. and sometimes studios um and marvel in particular appears based on like what the articles and interviews with well not interviews with vfx artists um, anonymous uh, posts that VFX artists have made online, um, anonymous interviews they've done as well, because there is one anonymous interview I remember um, that was in Vox, I think. Um, but basically, um, what Marvel will do is they are very post-production heavy, um, so they are willing to change things until the very last minute, relatively speaking, for a VFX studio that'd be like three or four months before release. They'll come and say, oh, we need to overhaul this. Um, and basically those shots need to be done or else they will not get future contracts. Wow. Um, or they will be less considered in the future. So those VFX artists have to work around the clock 
to get those shots done, even if it means overtime, which they will not be compensated fully for overtime because the studio will not have enough money because they didn't take enough money in the forefront. Um, so it's just a cycle where these VFX artists are getting burnt out because they're being overworked, not paid enough. And then even when they're overworked and not paid enough, sometimes the studio will come in at the last minute and say, oh, this looks good, but we're doing something completely different because the story changed or we think it'd be better. Um, yeah. Sounds like the VFX industry is very rivalrous and exclusionary, you know what I mean, in that sense? Where, like, you literally have to, like, fight for a job or, like, an individual, like, what if, like, corporate, like, corporate, like the, like, like the contract, thing. individual contract. VFX studios yeah. working at contract. They literally have to, like, fight each other for the, for a job. That's crazy. That's insane to me. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. And I, that's the problem. Who knows how that, that'll ever be fixed, if it'll ever be fixed. Hopefully it will. Um, I think it's reaching a breaking point just because there's so much Marvel content, which, you know, the Marvel content that they have announced, I'm excited for, but, you know, VFX artists deserve to have a healthy living. They should not suffer for our entertainment. Absolutely. Um, so hopefully those changes come to the industry, whether that is unionizing, which is probably what they should do and I hope happens. Or if it's the studios being more lenient in regards to not giving them so much last-minute work, relatively speaking. Because it's not like they're coming two months, one month before. It's three or four months before. But again, yeah. for a VFX artist, three or four months is pretty last-minute. Because there's a lot of work to be done with that stuff. Of course. Um, but yeah, just for that sidetrack. Um, and shout out that stuff that's been going on and those discussions that have been mm -hmm. being that are being had um that should be had i think should be had um we could do a deeper deeper dive at some point about that stuff but mm -hmm. yeah um so back to the she-hulk trailer yeah the effects look better here i think the humor landed better um with the characters in this trailer mm -hmm. um they are doing the fourth wall break in she-hulk so yeah. I don't know I how I feel about the, that. Yeah, the comics. Oh, I guess Deadpool. Yeah, the comics like, do do that, but I guess Deadpool is coming into the MCU, so they already are going to have a fourth wall breaking character, so why not? Yeah. It is weird, though. It is It is a little weird. I am interested in seeing how it works, so. Um, this I is, think they'll pull it off. Yeah. So basically what they have said about this show, it's, it's a 30-minute comedy, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. So it's going to be 30-minute episodes. There's nine of them. Okay. It's almost like a sitcom-y office, How I Met Your Mother type thing. Well, not like those shows because it's not um, like a traditional studio comedy. It's more like a legal procedural with comedy thrown into it. Um, it's a little weird. I don't know if that's going to work. It usually works with like drama with like legal stuff. I don't know. I think it'll work. I think it'll be interesting. No. Um, you have uh, Tim Roth back at the, at the Abomination you have uh, Wong is Wong, baby, Phase Wong, uh, love Wong, put Wong in all the things, <laughs> quite honestly, Sorcerer Supreme, Benedict Wong. Yup, 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 yup. And then a surprise appearance at the very end by Charlie Cox. As Daredevil, Daredevil, in the original Daredevil, Daredevil suit. suit, yellow and brown, yeah. uh, with the billy clubs. Yep. Um, which makes sense, he's a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Um, so hopefully he's also in the courtroom and not just in the Daredevil costume. I think, I think he'll, yeah, I think he'll be in I the think courtroom. He'll be in the show and like have a lot of appearances and stuff like that. I don't think it would be like a cameo type thing. Like the, like it was for, with, uh, No Way Home. 
Charlie Cox is just one of those perfect castings. Yeah, and um, I have obviously in Marvel seen the comics, show, and I need to see that show. You know, from beginning to end. You do, you do, because yeah. uh, you know, it's iconic. Yeah, Jay, it's so good. Yep. Um, all three seasons are. Season two might be the weak link. No, not might be. It is. Season two is mm. the weak link, but season one and three are both wild rides. Season three is the best one, in my opinion. Yep. Just because from beginning to end, it's a thrill ride. Um, not in the sense that there's constant action going on, but in the sense that it's really intriguing uh, character dive into Matt Murdock um, yep. and his psyche and his like Catholic guilt and what he's dealing with um, and like how he's battling like being Daredevil and what that means for him. I don't want to spoil it, but really interesting stuff there. Yep. Um, Charlie Cox has just nailed that character, and I am so glad he's back. For the long term, looks like it. Um, fingers crossed. Uh, Sony Spider-Man Four is a Spider-Man Daredevil crossover because I need that in my life. That's the one thing. Though I've said that in the past, I think I probably said that on the No Way Home spoiler review we did. Mm-hmm. But that's the one thing I need out of a Spider-Man movie at this point. I just need that Spider-Man Daredevil crossover with them fighting Kingpin. It could be one of the movies in fit with Phase Six. Who knows? Could be. They didn't announce everything didn't in announce Phase Six. Everything in Phase Six. So there's a lot left to like guess and um you know just work out yeah so she hulk comes out in like two three weeks very interested to see how it is um and see mark ruffalo's hulk pass the baton so to speak i think so yeah Yeah. Uh, see how that a lot of these movies are like pass the baton at least it seemed like that i mean black widow was basically not it was passing the baton Mm -hmm. um and then you had uh hawkeye uh where barton passed the baton as well yep um. Yeah, very interesting stuff there. For sure. Um. Okay. So then you had them talk about Wakanda Forever as well. And that came at the end of the panel, and they released a trailer, and they had a presentation with typical African music there as well, which was very. I love it. I loved it. Um. Really, I'm glad they released it like officially on the Marvel uh, YouTube page. The trailer, yeah, the trailer was well, yeah, great. The, the trailer and like the, I thought I thought I thought they released like the performance. From yeah, the they did. The, they released the performance okay. officially. Like, I love it because, again, it feels more like they're embracing. The, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it is a corporation trying to make money off of it. Yeah. But it does feel like they're being more authentic about the representation and the respect that they're trying to show the audience in the western world like a different perspective yep. and i like that they've fully done that and they've um, allowed like ryan coogler to do it and with this cast you know it's it's great i think they all like have that same goal and they understand that the the impact that they had with one movie from just black panther and all that like it's just it's just it's just crazy like the amount of impact that that chadwick had you know um, on like, all all communities, I would say, but like it just it's just like it's good, I think, um, to see some like more representation for them like on the big screen. So and I'm hoping, you know, that they do that with uh, Hispanics, obviously, eventually with some. Movie. I know there's a Blue Beetle movie coming out in DC. DC, yeah. Um, but, which like, turned theatrical was crossing be... my fingers that they cast a Hispanic Nova. And, but I, for now, I think Namor will do. Namor will more than do. Yeah. Um, 
I, it looks like they're really embracing it as well because they released an EP with a couple of the songs as well, like that they've been working on. Yeah. And it was a total Latino fest on one of those uh, tracks. Yep. Which I loved. Uh, but yeah, Namor is played by a Native American Mexican actor. Yep. Um, and seeing him talk Spanish on that Hall H stage just made me like grin with joy. Yeah. Because I'm like, finally. Yeah. It's been so long, but uh. Feels like uh, they, they're finally doing it. I know there was American Chavez in Doctor Strange as well. Um, mm. That was some representation there as well. Yep. Throw that out. Um, but now, now you got, you know, like this, like the major the superhero. Ma- major yeah, superhero. Major, a major superhero. Like one of the OGs from the comics. Because mm. Namor is one of the OG Marvel superheroes. Mm-hmm. And they decided to make him uh, Mexican Native American. Which... Some people will lambast that choice in certain circles. I love that choice for obvious reasons. <laughs> I'm a, a little biased. Lambasting that are like people who read the comics. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Name more comics. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be completely prefer. different, and I'm completely fine with that. I think it'll make for better subtext in yeah. the movie itself for if sure. it's like a Native American society that was invaded mm-hmm. um, and ended up underwater, which is how it's rumored to happen. Um, yeah. But the trailer itself was one of the best Marvel trailers ever made, in my opinion. And I do not say that lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not had goosebumps with a Marvel trailer like that since Avengers Endgame. And I don't know if it's just the emotion of it being after the loss of Chadwick Boseman and the movies dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And the entire trailer, like, well, I shouldn't say the entire. The first like minute and a half of the trailer is really somber before it builds up. With the Kendrick song all right coming in and it just then it feels like an action movie but I, I think it's really well done because it starts out with this somber tone but then it also just builds to like the action extravaganza you know it's going to be mm-hmm. with the Atlanteans I don't know if they're Atlantean in this but whatever the name Namor society uh fighting the Wakandans yep um I mean geez and the editing to the music in this thing was really good awesome that's awesome. I mean, it if you haven't watched exciting, that trailer, man. watch that yeah. trailer. I, I feel like I've watched that trailer like mm-hmm. 10, 15 times in the last week um, just because... Like, we all had doubts about like the direction they were going to take uh, Black Panther, you know? When they didn't recast T'Challa, when right? Yeah. When they didn't recast T'Challa, there was like, there's this uncertainty of like whether or not they should go about making an, another one another one of these movies and call it Black Panther, you know, because... Yeah, without T'Challa without in Without T'Challa it. in it. So, like, um, I think, I think like, the trailer really, like, kind of, like, um, it puts aside those doubts a little bit, you know what I mean? Because I feel like watching it and stuff like that and, uh, like, visually and also, you know, the music and, and just, like, the editing and, and I, of the trailer, like, there's so much heart, uh, even the acting, you know, that one line said by the... The mother character. Uh, Angela Bassett, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just, like, so much heart in it, so much emotion. So, like, everyone in this project is, like, putting, giving it their all. You know what I mean? Like, I know it was one line, yeah. and but I've already joked with, uh, with Jonathan, James, and you mm-hmm. um, that Angela Bassett might be nominated next year if she is, her entire performance is at the level of that line. And yeah. I know it's one line, <laughs> but God damn, that line hit. It was powerful. Um, yeah. It was really powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, Black Panther 2 was the Marvel project I was the most skeptical of. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it might end up being the best movie this phase, or best, best project yeah. this phase, um, which is a high bar. I mean, there was also Spider-Man No Way Home, Shang-Chi. It could happen, um, but I, I wasn't expecting that when I walked into that trailer. I was fully expecting this to fall flat, flat on his flat on his face because not because Ryan Coogler's a bad filmmaker, but because he was dealt a bad hand here. Yeah, uh, just all the bad luck well, that happened. We think he's he, we thought he was dealt a bad hand, but he might be able to make something. He might make really something work. More, yeah, more beautiful, you know, 100%. out of it. So, yeah. All right, so that's phase four. So they also announced phase five. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania will open Phase 5 in February of next year. Excited uh, to see that, too. King the Conqueror, baby, Jonathan Majors. Yes. Coming back as a King variant. I think that movie um, will set up a lot of what's going to happen in this entire saga. Because um, Kang's going to be the main villain, I think, of the saga. Nope. Either that or Doctor Doom will come in at the last second and become the main villain after the first Avengers movie that they're doing. Um, well, I think Kang might be the main villain for the first movie, and then like it might be that like Doctor Doom or something like that, or someone, someone maybe like it'd be Doctor Doom because of the comics, probably. Maybe someone kills off that variant or something like that, or somehow Kang loses power, and then Doctor Doom becomes the main focus, or the main villain, in the in this like what the second part. Yeah. Uh, was that Secret Secret Wars? Secret Wars. Yeah. Awesome. So. Um, so we saw the leaked trailer for Ant-Man. Yeah. The leaked trailer was from someone's lap looking up because yeah. they're trying to hide it. Uh, what I saw looked interesting. Uh, you also had a quick shot of Modoc, but we only saw like a half, like half of Modoc because of the yeah. frame. Um, very interested to see what the MCU does with that character. Awesome. Modoc's a central villain, I guess, of the Avengers comics. Um, yep. Him and AIM, right? Yeah, he's been in the Avengers game recently. He was also in uh, that MODOK show that you hated so much with Patton Oswalt. You watched... It was alright. It was alright. Right. But you bailed after, what, one episode, two episodes? Two episodes. Jonathan was the one that bailed after the first episode. I think yeah. it was like two or three. And I was like, yeah, yeah no, probably not. Not for me. Um, but yeah, very interesting character. Live action, I don't know how you make that work. It's just a big-ass head. With a small ass body, it's got to be like a screen or something, right? But that'd be like Arnim Zola, basically yeah. the guy in Winter Soldier. I don't know. I they'll they'll probably do something interesting with it. We'll see. Um, find a way to not make that. It's hard to find a way to not make that ridiculous. It is a hundred percent hard to find a way to not make make that ridiculous. Yeah. They haven't confirmed the actor for uh, Modok yet. We'll, we'll see who actually. Bill Murray. I'm kidding. Bill Murray's Bill not Murray, playing Modoc. No, Bill Murray's in the movie. That was an announcement. I so that there was an actor announcement in the movie. They that did confirm Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. yeah Bill we Murray. I don't know what his role is in the movie or like you know what character he is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool to see him in the MCU. I guess so. Everyone will be in one of these movies. Yeah. That's what we've all realized, right? Just slowly but surely. Slowly, slowly. I'm going to grab all the talent. Yeah. Let's see. Next was Secret Invasion. Um, I think that sound. It looks like it's going to be interesting. It's Nick Fury leading his own show. It's based on one of the seminal Marvel comics, where the scrolls. Um, if you're not familiar with the comic, basically the scrolls infiltrate uh, society at all the highest levels of government, superhero teams, um, international agencies, and basically they all come out at once 
and try to subjugate and take over the earth. And the entire gimmick of that comic is who can you trust? Who's a scroll? Yeah. Um, and from the people describing the footage, um, it sounds more like Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which was really exciting to hear. So yeah. they're going with more of a political thriller type vibe, which as a show, if they pull that off, yeah, it's going to be super good. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts on Secret Invasion? Well, obviously, like one thing I'm I'm a little uncertain about or like curious is that you know the scrolls, um, at least the scrolls that have been um, in the MCU as thus far, uh, have been all like pretty nice and stuff like that. So like I'm, and I thought they were like refugees and you know. So, yeah, like, I think you're gonna go with the thing where like not everyone is a good person. Yeah. In society. So is that planet like still like out there where, where the scrolls were came from and stuff like that? That's gonna that, be like... the interesting question to answer. I think Talos, yeah. the main scroll from Captain Marvel, who was one of the good refugees, yeah. is also one of the leads. So Ben Mendelsohn is also one of the leads. Yeah. Him and Nick Fury. Are... So it'll be interesting to see like, you know, how they incorporate, I guess, uh, or how to find a way to like make them the central villain, I guess, or you know what I mean, like enemy in the in the show. Is the show right? This it's is... a show, like a six episode so, thing. Yeah. yeah. So also Olivia Colman's in it, um, who won an Oscar recently. Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. So the cast is stacked. Yeah. Oh, and Maria Hill, uh, Colby Smulders is also coming back. Of course. Um, then you have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Tress coming out May of next year. Excited ten months that, yeah. and freaking ten months too long, because that leaked footage, Jesus. Even from, like, the lap shot of the guy, you could tell that that trailer is probably one of the best trailers Marvel has ever made. Bro. I hope that is the trailer they release to the public whenever they start marketing the movie. I hope so, too. It's They play, like, Do You Realize by the Flaming Lips over it. Um, the image of Rocket dodging the hand of, like, the high evolutionary who's going to experiment on, it, experiment on him, like, made me, like, teary-eyed. Um I feel like that movie's just gonna break me. Like James Gunn yeah. is good at that shit, at making you laugh and cry simultaneously, mm -hmm. really close to one another. Um, he has improved as a filmmaker a lot since the last Guardians, in my opinion, with Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. So I am really curious to see him bring what he has learned from those DC projects over to Guardians, and I'm expecting. I know it's a high bar. I'm expecting the best Guardians movie with this third outing. Yeah. Um, a hundred percent. And it was his like original idea too, with like the Guardians of the Galaxy. It sounds like anyway, because he says, um, on the Comic Con stage, you know, like this yeah. is the story I, I um. Yeah, they had like the rough pieces yeah, of yeah. the ending already in exactly. mind when he was making. I think so between the first and the second one, I think the story like he presented to the uh, like the the heads of to Marvel. Kevin and yeah. the rest of the heads of Marvel Studios that he pitched yeah. this story. A long time ago. And this movie was supposed to come out 2020, but then those tweets and all that shit uh, happened. And James Gunn was fired for a bit, went to DC, made a couple things, but then rehired. Yay. Um, and thank God, because it looks like he's going to make another masterpiece in the comic book genre. For sure. Um, I mean, those, I mean oh God. I, I don't know. Those DC uh, products are great, and I don't know if, like... And he's going okay, back to DC right after he's done. Yeah. I think this is a swan song for Marvel. Yep. Um, I because he was originally going to stick around Marvel, but then all the shit happened, and he just came back to wrap up this story. Yeah, I mean DC's allowed him to do like everything he's wanted to do, you know, like without um, like like restrictions is, is the main thing. 
Okay, and then the rest of Phase 5, I will run through it um, yeah. because they didn't have any presentations for this stuff. But Echo, the one I'm the most skeptical of, which was that uh, well, character that... in Hawkeye. Um, the... That in the Agatha show. That in the Agatha show. So that comes out next summer along with Loki Season 2. Very interested to see where they take that, how it's going to connect, especially with where the saga is going because yep. you already know the end point. And when you look back, Loki's the person who introduced this Kang character. So I imagine Loki will have a huge role to play in those Avengers movies. I wouldn't be shocked if Tom Hiddleston is in those Avengers movies. Um, we shall see. So those two shows in the summer, along with uh, the Marvels in July of 2022, July 28th, 2022. Um, so Kamala Khan, Monica Rambeau from WandaVision. Yep. Um, and obviously... Uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Um, haven't finished uh, Miss Marvel yet. First two episodes were great. Um, we'll give a review of that when we do finish it. Um, but as of now, color me intrigued. Captain Marvel wasn't my favorite, but uh, they got a new filmmaker behind this, the director of the Candyman movie you really like. Oh, really? It's the person directing the Marvels, yeah. Awesome, dude. Okay, that, that should be good. The completely different direction they went wow. with with this one. Um, it's not going to be a horror movie, Jay, so don't get... Like, no, but hyped. still, but still. Like, no, I... when you get a talent like that, you expect yeah. great things. Yeah, I think she's going to knock it out of the park. Uh, Nia DaCosta, um, I think she's going to knock it out of the park. Um, so they also, they announced the Blade release date, uh, November 2nd, 2022. I'm excited for that one for some reason. I'm just, like, excited to see Marsha Ali as the character. Yeah, I got to watch those original Wesley Snipes ones. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I feel like watching those with Dad would be awesome. Yeah, our dad, our dad with Blade. Yeah. Just, yeah. He's always had a thing with Blade. He has, he has. <laughs> uh, let's see. Fall 2022, Ironheart, uh, Riri Williams, who will be in Wakanda forever. You see her in the trailer, um, forging the armor. She mm -hmm. hits the little heart and everything. Yeah. Um, first look at the costume. You can look it up later. Uh, there was like a Funko Pop a release of like the, of course, what it of looks like you know but it looks really good i i think it'll i don't know that, that show good. could be interesting we'll see um especially if they drag in some of the supporting cast of iron man into that i think they could do something really really good memorializing tony stark even more um they've done that a lot already but still i feel like you could still do it he's one of the architects of the mcu it makes sense then you have Winter 2023-2024, Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Yeah, not much to say about that. Uh, whatever. That, that show will whatever. be something. Catherine Hahn's great. The great talent, but I don't even know if she can freaking carry a Agatha show. She could carry a different Marvel show, but I don't know. That character's way too obscure. No one wants to, like, see that show, I feel like. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think anyone's, like, very excited. Right. Then spring 2024, it was announced. Um, it was confirmed because we talked about it earlier. Like some of the traits had it. So a Daredevil show is coming. The big announcement with that, though, was it's 18 episodes long. So no more of the six episode yep. crap. So you're going to get a proper season of television on Disney+. Plus. Like an actual show. An actual show. I could not be more excited. It's the right character to do this with. I don't know if eight, 18 might be too much. The original shows were... The original seasons of the Daredevil show were 13, and sometimes it felt like there was some padding in some of those, so I don't know if they could carry an 18-episode season without it just dragging. Fingers crossed. 
they do have some television guys coming over. That's awesome. Like like I said, not from the original show, but like guys who've been working in television for a long time, so maybe they have a better idea. Um, I am skeptical about those creators. I talked about it on that episode when we did talk about this originally. Um, but I'm mm-hmm. excited. You got Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio, some of the most perfect casting in comic book media history. Um, so if you have that as a base, yeah. I mean, for sure you can make something great and special. Yeah, um, I mean, those two actors, uh, from what I see from clips and stuff, like they play well off each other. So... And honestly, like even alone and like separate from um, from each other, and like in the moments that they've been in, like the MCU, they've both like knocked it out of the park, just acting wise. I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio and um, Hawkeye, uh, obviously not like a big role, but like with the with the stuff he had, I think he like did. Oh, he did really pretty well. well. He did pretty well, like with establishing yeah, the well. character, you know, right off the bat, like making him like very intimidating and stuff like that. And like establish like like just like it just felt like he was already like the boss, the boss, the big guy, big boss, big boss, big boss, gentlemen's. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, very excited for that Daredevil show. Um. Okay. And then the last two projects in Phase Five that were announced: Captain America: New World Order, Anthony Mackie's Captain America. Very yeah. interested to see that. Falcon Winter Soldier, one of my favorite Disney Plus shows mm-hmm. so far. I know that's a minority opinion, uh, but I love that show. Um, excited to see Anthony Mackie take on a solo Captain America movie. Should be good. I think it should be good. Yeah. And then Thunderbolts uh, in July of that year, 2024. I don't know much about those characters, really. Is basically Baron Zemo making his own team of uh, mercenaries to do uh, to do things. You do you know? think we'll ever see comic accurate like costume Zemo? I like, mean, they did that in Falcon. They and did that. They did, but did he ever wear his mask? Yeah, like once. Once, like once. Yeah. Put him in the mask more. Exactly. That's what I say. Um, but I'm very interested. They haven't confirmed the roster for this yet. Yeah. Hopefully, also D23. They're saving some stuff for the Disney convention. They are. So we're gonna have much more to Maybe talk all about. All the casting is like for the Disney. Oh, 100%. All the casting yeah. is, um, and I'm very excited to see what that roster is and then we can like deep dive because that's going to be very interesting conversation yeah but yelena's rumored um u.s agent Mm -hmm. from falcon the winter soldiers rumored abominations rumored as well so we'll see and then zemo so is that person from like what was it the end of black widow no 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 yeah yeah the end of black widow and the end of uh, falcon Falcon, winter soldier that person the person the actress from Seinfeld, yeah, Ju- right? Julia Louis Dreyfus. I think she yeah. played Valentina, right? So is she the one that assembles like the team? That's what everyone's thinking. Yeah, that okay. she's like the dark Nick Fury. Because like with the names that you said, like I would I would assume like yeah, that's why yeah that people think that those scenes are setting up the Thunderbolts. that project. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then Phase Six, they announced three projects out of like ten. Fantastic Four, which we don't know much about. We only have a release date now, uh, November 8th, 2024, coming soon. Hopefully to get it right this time, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, casting wasn't announced yet. Again, D23, I think, is where that's coming. And we will all flip out, probably. Yeah. Because um, I think they're going to get big-name actors and probably a big-name director. Um, and then they announced two new Avengers films. Avengers yes. The Kang Dynasty in May 2025. And then six months later, 
in the November of 2025, Avengers Secret Wars. Yep. Exciting. Nuts. There's direction for Marvel, Jay. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like, they dropped two phases. Kevin Feige dropped two phases. Even though, like, we don't know what, like, All of Phase 6. Phase 6 is, like, up in the air, kind yeah. of. But, yeah, fi Phase 5 is, is all planned out. And it seems like, anyway. Both phases are all planned out. They just haven't released it to the public yet. No. And they titled the entire saga the Multiverse Saga. Um, it's And then they also said they're only going to do Avengers movies to cap as sagas now. So I guess Avengers movies will be like six, seven years apart from each other. Jeez. Which, you know, gives know you something to look forward that. to. I don't know how I feel about that, though. Like Avengers movies are like the best in Marvel. Think right? about it this way. We're only three years away from like the next Avengers movie. Well, yeah. With Jonathan Majors as the lead, as the villain, lead villain. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. There's direction with Marvel again. Um, and, you know, very, very interesting stuff, man. Very interesting stuff on the horizon. Any final thoughts on all this Marvel crap? It's not crap. All this Marvel juice and stuff and all this great it's stuff. It's exciting. Uh, like I said, I addressed this worry to you before when we were, like, listening to all the announcements. Um, it's just that I'm not sure and I have doubts that the general public, you know, will want to continue watching all these films and stuff like that. I hope, like, the products and, like, the movies that do come out, like, spark that interest again like within the public because i feel like with the last few products um shows and movies like there is like this uh realization that this is not gonna last forever more mcu is not gonna last forever oh hell no um, not the not the top of the world i think they'll keep churning these out and until so I, kingdom come. i'm just hoping i'm hoping like they pick up the the slack again and they're able to like do something Special like they did with the first saga, so it seems like we have a good streak of potential Projects coming up that they can get onto a consistent winning streak again yeah. both on Disney plus and on uh, mm -hmm. Movie screens yeah. until until like Agatha Coven of Chaos and Echo those are like eh, but who knows the but shows yeah. are the only things in Phase 5 that I'm not really excited for Secret Invasion is the one I'm super excited like, for Secret, Secret Invasion and Daredevil I'm curious. Huh? Daredevil and Secret Invasion, I'm curious. And Loki. Yeah. And Loki. Loki yeah. also. Yeah, but then you got Echo so... and Coven and Chaos in I there. Yeah, I, I might skip. I might skip. That not going to lie. Well, I don't um, know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see with the reviews and stuff like that. All right. So. And that is it for this episode. That's uh, it. Yeah. We're just going to wrap up right I away. So, yeah. Because uh, we need to pack. We are going on a vacation tomorrow. Yep. Um, and I'm not to visit the early UK in the morning as well, you know, playing the drums and stuff, beating on the uh, the drum heads. God, I shouldn't say heads. I'm sorry. <laughs> beating on those heads, right? Yeah, I don't know if I can say that's, that's messed up. Maybe. Someone's gonna take that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jonathan. Good luck. I know that legislation uh, wasn't looking to go through Parliament, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I know you're gonna do a, a good job. Exactly. Good job, man. Um, you're prepared for this. Your music degree has prepared you to soothe <laughs> the souls of the conservative members of UK Parliament. Absolutely. Absolutely. And music swelling, music swelling, music <laughs> swelling, fading, 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 fading. It's like an 80s track. <laughs> you know Alright, see you guys. Love you.